Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. What's up, everybody? This is Dr. Justin. I'm here with Dr. Paul Etchison, your dental business mentors. We're going through questions, short segments, like you're used to. So let's just jump right in. Paul, what's the question for today? Oh, it is super, super sexy. It is like billing. Are we billing? Are we? How come everybody I know bills 100000 a month and I can only bill sixty k a month? I don't feel like there is any way I can do any more, possibly, as a dentist within my own hands. So I guess the question is, is like, how do these people bill a lot? How, how do you produce a lot? Justin, I just want to produce more. How do I do it? Yeah, I think it's it's a pretty common question. A lot of times, I know you have coaching clients that you're probably talking to on a daily basis, Paul. And the one of the things that comes up is new patient flow, the other's productivity, and then the other's team, right? Like it's like one of those three things. And so you give a lot of thought to questions like this. And the obvious answer to me right off the bat is that there's obviously differences in people's skill levels, right? So there's a, there's people who are CE junkies going out there, taking as much as possible in areas that they actually want to apply. They're not just going for some certificate or some plaque on the wall. They're all in on an implant program, an ortho program, Coiser, Frank Spears program, doing you know cosmetic restorations and things of this nature. And so they've invested in themselves. And I also find that they've also invested in their team. So those people who've invested in themselves and their team almost always produce more than the next person. The second thing I see that's really common is the way they schedule. So if you're the type of doctor that works at a one chair and does a couple of hygiene checks and refuses to delegate or refuses to allow team members to do what they can within their scope of practice, even things like what we consider co-diagnosing together, not diagnosis, but them presenting some form of treatment, helping the patient understand what's going on so the dentist can come in and confirm what's there. Teams that operate like that require less of the dentist's time. So now the dentist is not a bottleneck for every little ounce of production that has to happen. And I think if you can remove yourself as the bottleneck, you start to see your productivity go up. It's the intelligent use of people and the intelligent use of chair time. So that's a big deal. And we see that a lot. And then I think the other part of it is I look at it as confidence, right? And a lot of people say, oh yeah, it's the, your confidence goes up as you do more procedures. Your confidence goes up as you, you know, you educate yourself because you're more competent, et cetera. But I think there's something more to it. You know, you can see a lot of educated docs who still lack that baseline confidence that a lot of other folks have. And I think that's just part of who you are, your life, your upbringing, the struggles you've had, the challenges you've had, and how much of an obstacle you see 100K as. Is 100K Everest for you? That's one thing, right? Or is it the, is it the trail in the backyard that, you know, you know, if you just, if you spend enough time, you know, doing it, you're going to complete it, you're going to get there. So that confidence is just baseline in some people. I see some people with it and I see some people that don't have it Two points to kind of wrap this up. The second type of confidence I think comes from having people in those four walls that are supportive to you. So for example, I went in first day private practice, upper left first molar, sinus pneumatized, endo treated, dense bone, and I'm taking this tooth out, right? 
And, and the question is why, right? Like normally if I looked at it from two weeks ago or a month ago when I was in dental school, I would have went through and I said, oh, there's going to be a sinus exposure, likely potential routes through the sinus. This is, you know, da, 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 let's refer this. But I went to the dentist who had been practicing there for about eight or nine years and I looked, showed it to him. And I said, you know, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. And he just looked at me like, you know, I won't use the words he used, but he just looked at me like, dude, just go do it. Just do it, bro. You know, get this thing done. What are you worried about? Yeah. Like go. And that was all I needed. And he just set me free. And I said, okay, that's the way I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go ahead and attack these things based on the skills that I have. I use mentors to level me up and just get rolling and then continue to invest in my own continued education in CE. And now here's the last thing. This is the last thing. I find when I talk to a lot of doctors who produce 60K or under or under 80K, it's often time, like I'm saying all other things being equal, not like, okay, one guy practices in, you know, some place that's totally saturated and the other guy's got unlimited new patients for life. Let's say all things being equal. There's a very type A nature of some people. They just can't get past the idea of having 50 different instruments to do one job. They want a lot of things in their armamentarium. And quite frankly, most of the really productive doctors I've seen do great quality work with less. And so bringing that, taking that toolbox and shrinking it has been very helpful over time. So that's in a nutshell, I think what I've observed, that's how I've deconstructed it in my mind when I look at a 100K doc and a 60K doc. And I don't think there's a difference in potential per se, other than maybe that baseline confidence, but the rest is all in your control. And I think anyone can do it. Gosh, you know, your story about the x-ray with the, the molar reminds me of when I used to help teach this course where we went to Guatemala and we would take out thirds and, and just teeth and, and we, would, we would teach people how to do it. And I remember when I first took the course before I was helping to teach it, the guy that would put it on, I won't say his name, but he's from South Carolina and he's quite a character if anyone knows who I'm talking to. You'd pull up this x-ray and the roots would be right over the IN. I'd be like, what about this one, man? It, it ain't in it. Yeah. I'm like, well, how do you know? He's like, because it ain't never in it. Never. I'm like, it's never in it. It's never. He's like, it ain't never in it. I don't care what the x-ray says. It ain't in it. Take the damn tooth out. I'm like, I don't know if that's good advice or not, but that's how his his attitude was. It ain't in it. Just take it out. It's not going to screw anything up. But when I think about like my own journey, my own practice journey, I think about like, okay, I remember getting to a point in my office where we were doing about, we were a million dollar office. We're doing about 83000 a month. And I was probably billing as like, I was probably billing 60K and my hygiene team was doing like 23 or something like that. And I really felt like we couldn't do any more. I felt like we would, that was it. That was all we had. And what the next step for us was creative scheduling. It comes down to, like you said, Justin, it's skill. It's the confidence. It's if you, you got to learn the skills, you got to have the confidence to get the case acceptance. You've got to diagnose these things. I mean, there's a lot of people that say, man, I want to do five crowns a day. Well, you want to do five crowns a day, you better probably diagnose 15 of them because you know it's all relying on your case acceptance. You can't just pick you're going to do X amount of crowns a day. But what it was for us was scheduling. We had to hold space for the bigger procedures in our schedule. And that was us. We started blocking out time for crowns, holding time for crowns. Now, when we originally did this, we were holding time. I was like, how many crowns? I want, I want to do five a day. So I put five crown blocks in every day so I could cut five crowns. Now, what happened was I was only filling maybe two or three of those crown blocks each day. Now, what that meant is I wasn't diagnosing enough. So I had two options, diagnose more, which I wasn't really comfortable with because I felt like my diagnosis was comfortable with my clinical, what what I felt ethically was correct, or was get rid of some of those blocks. But the thing is, is if we just leave the schedule open to whatever, we're not going to be intentional about it. We're not going to have those big dollar procedures. We're not going to have time for those big dollar procedures. So I think it's really important to do block scheduling. We have some modules on it on dentalbusinessmentor.com. Block scheduling. It's changed 
my practice, we went from an $83,000 a month office to $110,000 a month in office. I believe like it was like within two months when we implemented that system. So that's, that's a big part of it for me. Now, the other thing is too, and I see this with my coaching clients is they want to cut down to three days a week. They want to up their production per hour. If you want to produce $1,000 per hour, I don't care any way you cut it. You can't book an hour for a single tooth extraction. You can't book an hour for two fillings. So there is an element of increasing that efficiency, increasing that time that you can you can do procedures in. And that's like you said, Justin, utilizing your team. If hygienists can numb in your state, let them numb. Make sure all the paperwork, everything's, make sure that room is 100% ready. Work on your tango, your dance with your assistants so that you can do things faster. Ask your assistants for some feedback. What do you think? Is there any slow parts in this procedure where we could do something faster? There's so many little things we can do to make things faster. And I'm not, I'm, it's not all about speed. High production is not all about speed, but there is a speed element to it. If you're going to do four DOs and you're going to book an hour and a half of time doing it, you're never going to hit that dollar per hour. You're just not. It's The math doesn't work. Now, the last part I want to touch on that you said is bringing, investing in your team. Because if you're going to try out some new procedures, whether that be sleep apnea, Invisalign, full mouth rehab, cosmetic cases, implants, all in fours, anything like that, it's so helpful when you have that team with you at that CE because they're invested, they're excited, they want to do it too, they're going to help with the case acceptance versus you going and taking it by yourself and then showing up and be like, hey, we're going to try this new thing. It's this. You give them four sentences about it. They're like, okay, that's all I need to know about it. You're like, yeah. No, they need to know more. And when they know more, they can talk about it better. And and I think a lot of us dentists, we don't realize how important the team is to case acceptance. So number one, billing for me, it's scheduling. It's the way we schedule, but there's a lot of elements that fall underneath that that need prerequisites that need to happen, like the case acceptance, the skill, the speed, diagnosing enough stuff. But for me, it's block scheduling. And not to keep pumping a dental business mentor, but we have a very, very thorough module on how to block schedule on our website. So I will just end it as that. And then you go, Justin, you want anything you want to add before we cut this one off? No, I think that's great. I think those are the points. Take them and kind of take note of where maybe you're falling a little short in any of those categories and go from there. Awesome. Check out www.dentalbusinessmentor.com for the modules. And it's $179 a month. And send us your questions, info at dentalbusinessmentor.com.